0: This episode of Driven Minds Podcast is brought to you by The Pop-Up Shop. The Pop-Up Shop is an online fashion boutique that carries original merchandise, as well as select pieces from other brands and designers, as well as reimagined vintage pieces. Check them out online at the 2 popupshop.com and on Instagram at the2e's underscore pop underscore up underscore shop. Enjoy the show. Driven Minds Podcast. This is Franz Bone. This is Trav Weeks. Yes, sir, and with another installment of the Driven Minds Podcast, season four, and we're joined with another ill guest, sensational, dynamic. Uh, pardon me, digital marketing specialist and brand manager for Young Miss Chelsea Wilkins.
1: Woo woo! Snaps. Hey, everybody! Oh, wow, that's, <laughs> that's an
0: intro. Thank you. Thank <laughs> um, super. Yeah, thank you for uh joining us. You know, we're we're uh, pleased to have you um as a guest. Mm-hmm. And we're looking forward to a, you know doing a deep dive into, you know, what makes you special and um, you know, a, a, a dominating force in these
2: streets. Thank you. It, it definitely. So, um definitely super do- super dope to have you, especially with like um um you know um uh Alcohol brands. You know, I feel like millennials we go out to these events and we see this seamless integration of alcohol mm-hmm. brands and them wanting to be a part of culture and whatnot. So it's good to really talk to some of the players behind the scene.
1: Absolutely. Kind of
2: mastermind that um that integration. So it's really yeah. dope to have you. Yeah. Um let's talk. Let's get to the beginning of like, you know, um your 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 marketing uh, career or you know um yeah, your marketing career and where it all started. Um so just give us a little background about who you are, um, your title now, and um, when um, when did you get into this space, this career field?
1: Yeah, I mean it's been a long transition to get here. Um, I never thought I would be on the brand side. Um, mm. Just to talk a little bit about myself, um, I'm from Inglewood, New Jersey. Um, always wanted to be a writer. Always wanted to write about fashion and beauty. Thought that was the space I was going to get into. Um, ended up going to college and realizing, okay, journalism. When you get out of here, you make a very small amount of money, and maybe this isn't the path that I want to go on. So, how can I get into a field that's really growing um, and you know learn something new? Uh, for a long time, I wrote for brands like Essence, Vibe, mm. thinking that was like my lane, and then quickly realized that there was a lot of opportunity in digital. Um, ended up st- studying marketing. Uh, Doing a lot of like web stuff, um, working in WordPress, Blogger, and really learning that digital space um, before everyone was getting into it. Right. Started my own YouTube channel, right. that kicked off, um, and just did a lot of writing for you know other brands. Um, at the time, you know Twitter was becoming a thing, Instagram was sort of bubbling, and these brands needed someone to get into those spaces and. Um, do it because they they didn't know how to do it they didn't want to do it and they didn't really have vision for what that would be in the future so i was sort of one of the first to get into that that platform Um, and ultimately that landed me a position at mtv which then landed me a position at columbia and i guess i can talk more and more about those roles and then after columbia i ended up at um avion tequila so i'm sure there's lots of questions about sort of that dope yeah definitely did you all feel
2: like there was a like in in getting into this space did you feel like there was a science in order of how like how to digitally connect with this consumer space like i think around that time even like brands were starting to understand like whoa, multicultural millennials Mm -hmm. Or to play, or matter of fact, or even, or even back then, did they understand that multicultural millennials are really carrying the culture and where you want to connect with?
1: No, I think that's something that's recently popped up. Everyone's Mm. trying to tap into culture and talk to us and um, be a part of the conversations we're having. Um, At the time when it was new, it was just like, okay, I guess we need to post. Um, It's starting Hmm. to grow. I guess we'll schedule out a few tweets. There was no strategy behind it. Uh Um, It was sort of just like reposting what you did online. Um, but as time went on, there there was value. Snapchat popped up, and there was an opportunity for brands to really get into these spaces and create content that reached that, you know that consumer fan base. So that's what I sort of learned in that. And it was all trial and error. We did a lot of things that worked, did a lot of things that didn't work. Um yeah. I'll give examples with MTV. Um, we were sort of the first you know brand to tap into to Snapchat. Mm. Um, we did like a voting category for that, just to give a little background. I worked on like the VMAs movie Awards. Um, digital production for that and for a while it worked but you know it was really for 14 year olds um, really? who wanted to like have their things disappear and there was really no way to Get that to the masses so it was like all like private things that were happening but right, right. that conversation wasn't becoming viral because snapchat wasn't meant to do that gotcha. um, so just like little learnings we had um, invested dollars in places we probably shouldn't have right, right. Um, but I think that's all a part of the game like gotcha, gotcha, live gotcha. And learn sort of thing
2: as far as like when you when you work with a brand what even like strategy is it like first like panels panels that's not a word um, um, pillars, <laughs> pillars Of you know, yes, like strategy that <laughs> First, you have in your mind, okay, we need to hit these three things, they're
1: like... Um, Yeah, I mean, I recently started at Avion Tequila. Um, I've been here for six months. I've never had brand experience, uh, specifically never worked on the spirit side. Mm -hmm. Um, Avion's a new brand where we have an opportunity to really try new things. Um, And I work for an amazing team that's willing to take risks and really are giving me sort of the reins to to make those decisions and tap into new markets. Um, I think for me, it's just about being authentic. So if you want to talk to that millennial audience, you want to talk to that multicultural audience, you really have to be in it. And I'm in it. So it's really important to hire diverse, you know, Coworkers who are going to get in those spaces and can really communicate to those people, and um, you know, give them an opportunity. So like, let's do their events. It's not always going to be you know huge ones like the BET Awards, but maybe it's a panel yeah. that's really important, and this person's bubbling, and we want to tap into that audience before anyone else is doing it. Mm, absolutely. So, I want to ask about
0: like in terms of transition like your career. So you, you did MTV and then you went over to Columbia. Mm-hmm. Like, what was that transition like? You know. Um, Because MTV is kind of like you know largely um, the the entertainment space, so that's by and large you know music, sports, Mm -hmm. what have you, whatever fits. Yeah. And then what Columbia is like strictly music. Then on top of that, it's like you know kind of Columbia is kind of like pre marketing, and then you know MTV is kind of like post. Like once it's kind of been um digested by the public, Mm -hmm. you kind of have to like make sense of all of that. Well, what were kind of like the, the 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 curve, the learning curves that you had to adjust? Yeah to you know, speak to the same audience, but like differently?
1: Yeah, I mean, I was so excited to land a gig at MTV. Um, I started off as an assistant, um, what did I do? Uh, assistant PA, like a PA um, for the digital side. Um, and I was super excited to be there. I did the VMAs, so I worked closely with music and artists. Um, that was sort of their huge temple. Um, And I felt like I had kind of reached a ceiling there. Um, I got to the role of associate producer. Um, I wasn't interacting with artists in the way that I really wanted to. Um, Being in that role, I learned what I hated and what I really thought I wanted to do. Um, And I thought the next step would be working with artists directly, coming up with strategies for their album. That sort of work really excited me. I saw other people doing it. I went on informationals. And I was like, okay, this is what I want to do. Um, I was lucky enough to land a role there, Um, being a digital marketing manager, worked on some really dope projects, everyone from like salons to the chain smokers. Um, And then again, I feel like I reached that ceiling. I was like, is there an opportunity for me to grow here? I've worked on some dope albums. I've learned, I've worked with managers, artists. um, What else is there left for me to do? And I kind of felt like there wasn't anything at Columbia that um, I needed to stay for. So i started looking
0: so nothing kind of like different in terms of like strategy you know speaking um because i saw you worked with like um barbara streisand who's oh my a, god a, yes
1: yeah i mean she's an institution she <laughs> is an institution that's like freaking legendary um working with her is totally different on the digital end than working with like a solange because so? obviously with barbara streisand fans they're not on snapchat they're not oh. on instagram really they're Probably on Facebook, which is what sure. we learned, and then we did a lot of CRM, so email marketing, so retargeting people in different locations, understanding that you know those are the folks who still like to get an email that says, mm-hmm. "Hey, Barbara Trizan is coming to an area near you," and then they buy their tickets. Doesn't Whereas like Solange fans yeah. like need to see an Instagram post right. from no. Solange Absolutely. with like some great artistic, right. you know, visuals, right. and then that's what spurs them to go out and oh. buy. So right. there's definitely right. different right. strategies right. when it comes right. to. Um, who you're targeting and which artists you're working on right. for sure
2: because the transition changed, right it was a sense where it's like since the labels not really um their relevancy in the music game kind of decreased around that time where so artists now have to start looking for themselves at brand as a, as a brand absolutely and you know you were pretty much on the cusp of that mm-hmm. movement yeah um, so did you find that the artists you worked with were they like You know, hit to that transition to looking looking at themselves as brands and how did you guide them through on the digital side of that?
1: Yeah, I would say being in a label and working for digital, you carry a lot of hats because music is digital right now. Mm -hmm. So you look at the folks in radio and while that's really important, um, new artists need to be uh, delved into their audiences on Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter, on these digital platforms. Um, You have artists who have no clue what they're doing. labels tend to sign people who have followings but that doesn't always make sense because you know i think it's important to get those people who actually have talent and like you know we build up anr and sort of develop into artists Uh so it really did vary um the ones who had followings already knew everything, they knew how to talk to the audience, which I love, right. and then we sort of support their efforts. Mm-hmm. The ones who didn't have anything going on, um, it just was sort of like coming up with a strategy on how to, like, what works for you? How do we be, be authentic? Um, I think a good example of that is I worked with Dej Loaf, mm. um, and she's sort of been like a new artist for a while now. Um, she had she's, she's had some really great success, but not, you know, what you would want to see from someone with such great talent and Cardi B was just like Bubbling, yeah. and um, she was on Instagram every day telling her story. She's hilarious. She mm-hmm. just has this personality, mm-hmm. and people were like, "Well, how do we get age to do that?" And it's like, "Well, are is shy, and she's more fashion, and she, she's not gonna give you a kiki the way Cardi B is gonna do it. Yeah. So let's be authentic to her, and her audience knows her for doing this one thing. Let's not try to right. change up the formula and be fake. Exactly. So, right, right, right. Um, just like learning that, and and that's pretty much.
2: Yeah, let's let's dive into that a little bit, right? Because content is like so key as oh, far absolutely. as like for for like building mm-hmm. a brand and whatnot. Um, <clears throat> how does one an artist, a brand, or whatnot like? How do they go about creating content for themselves and staying authentic? Like, where do you give them,
1: mm-hmm. you know,
2: the where, the foundation to start? You know I
1: mean? Yeah, I mean figuring out what you like. Um, mm. So I've had some artists who are funny and they just like to give little quirky. Messages so it's right. like okay Twitter's your platform. Let's use this mm. to leverage conversation around your brand mm. Then you have others who are just you know, I don't really want to talk I don't have anything to say but like I take a bomb picture and um. that's what I'm gonna do So now we want to team you up with a photographer who's gonna get your angles who's gonna be out there with the you moments, right. every day exactly and um you know, make sure you look good. And then there's others who are like, I'm all about the music and the performance. Like I want to capture some like really dope creative visuals. Right. And they have their team that does that and really just supporting that mm-hmm. and understanding that like, this is a consistent thing. Like now you sort of need daily content to stay relevant. Right. Um, and making sure that you have the tools to support that.
2: Absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah. And the future of things are going on, right? Cause they just, you know, you were one of the first to like tell your artists like, okay, or even the company you were working with at the time, MTV was using mm-hmm. Snapchat. Yeah. Like you've seen that as something mm-hmm. that's being pivotal as far as digital content yeah. um, in the space. Now there's IGTV.
1: There is IGTV, that is a thing.
2: What are your thoughts on that and how can brands or artists, you know, leverage that to, you know, increase value for themselves?
1: I mean I'm a nerd about it so I think it's really exciting Um, I'm always on my phone Um, I think mobile first is just where the world is going and sometimes I'm like in my room I have my TV there and I'm just like I'm watching Instagram videos and I'm sitting there for like two hours so I think (laughs) yeah so I think there's a lot of opportunity for brands to again reach that millennial audience who is always on their phone Mm -hmm. with this new platform now I'm gonna be honest I haven't really dived into it I Kind of still have to learn it, yeah. um, but I think it's exciting. It's just more of a space for us to go. Exactly. Um, IG is taking over though; like they're definitely the monopoly out here. Um, so it's coming a little. We're looking at YouTube to see how they sort of uh, come up against that. Up. Mm-hmm. In
2: terms
0: of um, in terms of audience, so you know, right now everybody's really fighting for that millennial um, real estate, right? Mm-hmm. But there's a generation behind them that are in the next, I'd say, maybe f- three to five years, they're going to mm-hmm. end up with that spending power, that buying power. Um, I'm not really sure what they're called.
1: I was going to ask, problem. what are they called? But like, like, yeah, because it's kind of like right? yeah, <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah,
0: the, the, the kids who are, because just, you know, God bless the dead, like, like, he's 20 years. He was 20 years old, right? Mm-hmm. So anybody that's kind of like in his age group, they're kind of like matriculating through school or, you know, becoming – stepping into their adulthood mm-hmm. and, you know, taking jobs. So they're going to have spending power, right? Oh, absolutely. What did, in, in your professional opinion, you know, what, what are some ways that individuals kind of, you know, who are working on their brand and probably going to be ready in the next three to five years to, like, scale, where, where would you suggest that they begin to, you know, start to plant those seeds socially?
1: Honestly, I have not dived into this new Generation Z at all. Um, it's a little scary. I look at even with what, what happened with XXX and how his murder was sort of on the internet five seconds after it happened. It really worries me, sort of like, they, maybe there's no sensitivity in that generation. Like I really don't know and I right. think that's something that us as marketers really have to start looking at because as you said, it's coming up and they're the ones who we're going to be looking to target and um, wanting dollars from. So yeah, I think it's on us to sort of understand that generation. Mm-hmm. Um, we're still so like focused on us millennials um but when that time comes yeah gotcha. there's so, a lot to, to learn
0: so to piggyback on that right we we went from the the, the era of there's no such thing as bad press to bad press will absolutely envy shit, right i don't oh, know if it ended though no, like no no i mean i'm talking like me too type stuff like you know what i'm saying like we got people out here even like um permit patty like you know she, oh, right. she, she well. flexed on the eight-year-old and now she has to step down from her own company and stuff like that you know i right? didn't know she had to do that yeah, yeah, yeah. she stepped because they, they, took,
2: they took business away from her this company that she does business so the yeah. no longer will have her product because and, and shout out to you know that organization for stepping
0: up you know mm-hmm. but you know to your point like there, there's a there's a group of individuals who are coming up who don't have those sensitivities so in terms of that, like, do you do you foresee there kind of being like an open lane when it comes to you know branding that that you don't really have to be mindful of certain um, sensitivities?
1: I don't know because even with the permit patty thing and like all of the drama that's happened with certain brands, like we talk about it and then like two minutes later, I feel like we're on to the next. Like the Pepsi thing was such an outrage. I think Heineken had it out an and. That was really um, offensive. Yeah, the light light turning, and (laughs) I still see people drinking Heineken, and it it hasn't really affected their business. If anything, it helps them because it's now an opportunity for the brand to get all this press, and people are talking about them. Mm -hmm. They're trending, and they're now they're top of mind. Mm -hmm. Um, So I just feel like it it's going to continue to be that way. Like it's fake outrage. Oh, we're going to take this away, but then. Okay, the next thing happens where we're fake outraged again, and then it sort of just continues. Yeah. Um, so with the new generation, I think that sort of might be the wave. Like, you know, hopefully they they care and stick behind movements. I think it's important for us to care and stick behind movements and really show that you know we have the power to shut you down, and like you're gonna continue to be shut down. So, yeah. yeah.
0: As as a woman of color in, in that space, who who's able to articulate, you know. Um, the messages or what have you. Mm-hmm. What, what 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 kind of um pressure do you feel in the rooms to be able to, you know, speak to you know cultural sensitivities and, and things of that nature?
1: Yeah. Um, I will say when I first started sort of in this business and I'm not specifically talking about spirits, there were many times where I didn't speak up because I just didn't feel empowered by mm. the executives in the room no. uh, to say anything. I didn't feel like it was my place. I didn't feel like, okay, well, maybe I don't have as much experience. Like, I should just hush up. And there were times, there was one incident, I won't speak on it. I'm at MTV where I was like, oh, this isn't a good look, but like, you know, they're all signing off on it. And mm. it's all these, you know, white men behind, you know, yeah. in this room. And I just don't feel empowered to say anything. Mm. And lo and behold, it, it backfired, and wow. how I, what it, exactly what I thought was correct. I was like, damn, like that was an opportunity for not only me to show myself in this room is like, look, I have some really great ideas, and that, you know, I'm intelligent, and I can, and I should be in the decision-making processes. But also for myself, I just I regretted it because that was an opportunity for me as well to really be a black woman and say, look, these are certain things that aren't okay, and um, we need to be better at like be more diverse with our thinking. Um, so, um, what was the original question? Because I totally forgot what about it. I think you it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. So now, oh, well, now I definitely feel empowered to sort of speak on that. Um, I am the only Black woman in most of the rooms that I'm in, mm-hmm. and I understand that there's so much value in that and That's my right. voice, um, and they want my opinion. So, right. um, I'm at a company that you know looks to me and says, "Look, you know, mm-hmm. we want you to lead this, and we understand that you understand this audience." So. We're giving you those rights to do it, Dope. so that's that's great.
2: And I want to dive into that because your experience now at Aviona, whatnot. A lot of the time, like we mentioned before, like you guys are sponsoring panels and different events mm-hmm. right now. Um, that physical touch point, I always try to express how real that still is, even though the world has gone digital. It's something you know, extremely significant and valuable when a brand. Um, can physically touch his consumer, whether it be at an event or an experience or whatnot along those lines. Yeah. Um, how do you guys choose um, you know which you know which experiences you want to integrate the brand in.
1: Well yeah I mean in a digital world you can't drink tequila over right. the internet. Yeah, so right, like right. you gotta be in this space okay. and Not yet. <laughs> but whatever they figure out <laughs> <laughs> That's a good idea, to start thinking about it, because that will definitely help <laughs> my business. Um, but yeah, um, there's strategy too, and you obviously want to be a part of like culturally relevant events, you want to be a part of um, big movements, so this past weekend we were at B A T Awards, we wanted to have a presence there. Mm-hmm, wow. um, all of the big weekends, we, we tend to do something around there. Um, yeah. But for me, I get emails all the time. Hey, can we get a KC? Like, we need support for this event. And, um, you know, I really do my best to support, especially if it's something that's um, progressive. And I think, you know, it's a great opportunity to put our brand in front of, you know, really intelligent, like, millennial black folks. Like, I get a lot of those emails, right. and I'm happy to support. Um, can't do them all. Like, right. uh, I'm not in the business of just, you know, giving out. You but get a case. You get a case. <laughs> up <for> right. no. <laughs> I can't do them all, but yeah. I definitely, um, I try to help out. And I think it's all relationship-based. Because um, I've been to events where it's like, oh, this is, like, a cool event, but it's not, like huge and like Hennessy is sponsoring and it's like oh how'd you get Hennessy well you know my homegirl works at Hennessy so it's like it is a relationship sort of thing and I try to support you know do that like friends and family deal Mm, kind of thing um so that's cool
0: how is it how because spirits is um is is I can't really speak to just the the legacy of of the the culture of spirits but I do know that it's an institution, like it's, it's something that's seen as recession proof. It's something that's seen as, you know, when you when you think of spirits, like you know, days gone by, you think of you know, men in, in a room enjoying a cognac or enjoying a brandy, yeah. whatever. Um, it, how how is it integrating the um, the feminine experience to 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 spir- to spirits?
1: Well, I work for a tequila brand, and um, girls love tequila. I'm one of them. That is a fact, yes. Um, And I'm also working for Ultra Premium Tequila, which is sort of hot right now. Um, It's a growing uh, market, so it's really exciting. Um, The question was, how do I talk to women? Yeah. Well, I am a woman, and um, (laughs) in case (laughs) you didn't know that. um, So I can always use my own experience on how to do that. Um, Our brand sort of split 50-50. So... um, it's not like we're specifically trying to target women because we know that they do enjoy our product. It's more like, what events can we curate that tap into both male and female? And I think that comes with like the cocktail menus that we have. Like, Women tend to like sweeter drinks, and I hate to say that because it's, it's true, though. Um, and then we also make something that probably appeals more to men. Um, but there's really no different strategy we use to target women because we're so split um, in sales when it comes to that
0: and what foot do you you know this transitioning what foot do you uh, put forward in personal branding you know just meeting you you have a very um you know a, a warm demeanor you know so. very engaging but how, how do you, you translate that finest, <laughs> <laughs> <And> <laughs> so, I think y'all we're
2: gonna drink. True. You <laughs> <laughs> sure, uh, no, oh, know what? Okay, uh, okay, guys. Uh, uh, a little toast to the clean, yeah. clean. For the homies who ain't here. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: but um, in terms of personal branding, how do you, um, you know, decide what what page you want to show your your audience um, to, you know, pr- to uh, promote your personal journey.
1: Um, I feel like I'm pretty real on my socials. I don't give everything mm-hmm. um, just because I feel like I was always just taught not to give all of me on digital, especially because I work in that field. Sometimes I'm just like, I, I kind of want to put it down. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, I think I give a good sense of work, like fun, work-life balance um, on my socials. And I think that just shows who I am. Like, I'm not going to be so serious. Like, you won't see me posting about, like, every panel and, you know, professional thing I'm doing without sort of balancing that with, like, oh, I'm out, right. you know, with yeah. the club, because that's what I do for work. Like, it's sort gotcha. of, like, a fun experience, so... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, that's another thing, too, because since work is so, quote-unquote, fun-based, I mean, it's obviously for you, it's, there's logistics involved and all that other stuff, mm-hmm. answering emails, but... <laughs> there are <two> emails, <laughs> <There's> <laughs> lots, of, lots of emails. <laughs> like, what, what do you do to, like, rejuvenate, like, you know, since... Hmm. So much of your life is involved in the yeah. turn up.
1: Yeah. I'm still learning that because I've only hmm. been in it for six months. So I haven't had sort of like my rejuvenation stage, but I'm learning that I definitely need it and yeah. I do need to unplug and I do need to say, look, I'm not making it out tonight right. and uh that's just the reality of it. But I'm still learning that and, and I, I need to learn to have balance when it comes to that because I have FOMO, and I'm like, oh, I don't want to miss this, and, like, I want to be a part of this, and I, I set up this event, so I need to be there. I need to, you know, be in their faces, but I'm learning that I don't always have to. You got you. So.
2: Definitely. Um, as far as even the, the growth of your career, where do you see yourself in, like, five years? What yeah. are the different avenues and different things you want to um, accomplish?
1: So it's interesting because I always sort of learn along the way what's next for me. Mm-hmm. I haven't gotten to that point yet in this new role where I'm like, okay, well, what is it that I want to do next? Because I'm learning so much. I literally work under the founder and president of the company. Our president, she went to Harvard Business School and she's sort of been in the game forever. Our our founder, he started off in, um, like he had a jet company. So like he's in that private jet world, like lots of money, lots of just like knowledge to learn. So I'm like, look, if I can learn under two entrepreneurs, like. Perhaps that's the next step the for me, right? right. So I'm, I, I'm really understanding that this is where I need to focus my energy and like be a student again and really learn from these geniuses, right? Um, so that's what I'm doing right now. Absolutely nice. All right.
2: So you want driven minds? I don't know if you have any more questions. No, no. Um, right. <laughs> you want driven, driven minds? That we ask all our um, esteemed guests this question. Oh, man, you esteemed. <laughs> Um, what drives you? What keeps you going to keep building, transitioning careers, mm-hmm. evolving yourself? What's that thing that, that wakes you up in the morning and um, yeah. pushes you to keep going?
1: Yeah, I would say it's um, my parents. Mm. Um, they sacrificed mm. so much for me to get to where I am. Um, I didn't grow up rich. Uh, they didn't have a lot of money. They put me through private school my entire um, life and um, I saw them struggle. Going to college, I wanted to give back. Like anytime I made a little bit of money, I would send it back home. So it's always looking at their struggle. I want to set them up. And mm-hmm. um, and I understand that, you know, past generations set me up. So it's all about giving back to them. Nice. So that's sort of like what drives me. I think me. I've
2: never heard parents have to answer that question. So yeah, that's yeah.
1: dope. That's me. All right. Where <laughs> can,
2: can we find you on the socials?
1: You can find me at. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Cash- <laughs> <laughs> um, you can catch me on Instagram and Twitter at She's Chelsea. And that's Chelsea spelled with a Y at the end, not an A. Nice. Yeah. Dope.
2: Happy to have you on. Thank
1: you, guys. I had fun.
2: Awesome. Season four, like we always say this time, stay dripping.